caught all those late nights, all those chicken wings, all those thighs, both chicken wings and both women's thighs. They all caught up to him now. Here we are in this moment right now. And I'm, I'm enjoying it, bro. I am enjoying this thoroughly. The man, yo, he disrespected basketball, bro. He deserves this. Like, he deserves He deserves at least this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, what you know about benchmark? They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. That rapper jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? What to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. This is business, you know how they go. They playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Benchmob BNT. We are back. We are here. We are definitely going to talk about everything that's been happening so far in the playoffs. We got to talk about next episode, NFL release the schedule. That's a whole episode in itself. We're going to say that for y'all for sure. We're going to talk about it definitely because the schedule looked crazy. But Greg predicted it. Chris agreed with it. Philadelphia lost. Hart didn't show up. We're going to talk about it. But before we get into it, we got to do the introductions as usual. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, the bitch your mother, sends mayor. How you living tonight? I'm living good, bro. I predict, I predict the future. You see, I got more hits than Drake. I told people that James Hart was going to take a dump on himself in the playoffs, to put it nicely. That's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. Now it's all where Philly goes from here. So y'all, you know, I'm not gonna start talking too early, but I'm I'm, I'm feeling good, bro. I'm feeling real good. Got a tournament for my young guys this weekend. So by the way, I gotta talk to you off air about that because we're not that far away. It's, it's in Branchburg. I don't know if that's that far, but it might be far from you. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure that out. If you want to pull up, uh, but yeah, bro, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. TJ Moneybags, how you living? I'm doing well, man. Watching some. Playoff basketball right now. NFL schedules came out today. Since he got the third hardest schedule, so I'm a little stressed. But hey, it's, it's all good. It's all good. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna find a way. Trick. League about that trick on the, on the <laughs> Bengals. Stop it! Stop it! Yo, I felt like you these last couple of days, CJ Moneybags. I was over there in the Hyatt Centric in Nashville on the 20th floor. Nice views. I was like, yo, this must be how CJ Moneybags look on the record. Good boy. Y'all don't be playing with me. This is this is this is Greg. Greg, Greg has the money. Everybody knows that. Yeah, so when we look at Philadelphia season, obviously the season is a failure. I'm gonna start off by this and Greg, you can have a floor, Chris, you can have a floor and give you an input on it. The winner of the trade, we've been talking about it. Who won the trade? Philly. Brooklyn, the one of their trade is Miami. That's how I view it. This wouldn't even been in a, a position to have Ben Simmons in Brooklyn, James Harden in Philly, if they did the right thing of keeping Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler 
murdered and demolished them this whole series. He wins. He even mentions that he won. He again stated it again. He wanted to stay in Philly. He wanted to be with Embiid. He just won. He shared how much he loves and respects Embiid. Philly chose Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. And look where they got him now. The real winner of the trade is Jimmy Butler and Miami Heat. If they did what they were supposed to do, we wouldn't be talking about no heart. And right now, Jimmy Butler would be there, and they probably would have run a wing by now at this point if Jimmy Butler stayed in Philly. That's how I view it. That's my viewpoint on it. Greg, you got the floor. I just had to put that out there because Philly messed this up from Jump Street. Jimmy Butler says never. That's a great point. That's a great point. I, you can have a great, you can have a greater discussion about how the Philadelphia 76ers have been mismanaged for years, even while they've been good, been mismanaged, right? Starting back with the, the, the process with Sam Hinkie and tanking every single year so blatantly and obviously um, to the point where they changed the lottery system because of them, because they just kept trying to get south the first pick overall, right? Over and over and over again. To now, to now, to everything that's led up to this moment, for them selling out now to get James Harden, which they've obviously been planning for years. And when they planned it four or five years ago, they hired Daryl Morey and get, you know, get Elton Brandon dudes up out the paint. They thought they were going to get the James Harden that was in Houston, right? The, the strip club legendary James Harden, the guy who had his, his jerseys up in the, in the clubs and all that stuff, but still was showing up to games. The dude who said, who told little baby, I can't miss this. This is going to be an experience. I have practice at, 9 a, at 6 a.m., but I'm going to be in the studio with you because this is more important. That dude, you know, you know, it, it, like they thought they were going to get that guy who was still playing at an extremely high level and it just, it caught up to him. It caught all those late nights, all those chicken wings, all those thighs, both chicken wings and both women's thighs. They all caught up to him now. Here we are in this moment right now. And I'm, I'm enjoying it, bro. I am enjoying this thoroughly. The man... Yo, he disrespected basketball, bro. He deserves this. Like, he deserves he deserved at least this. At least this moment. Bro, to go into the second half of that game, everyone's talking crazy about you. The whole media talking crazy about you. And you go out there, and that's what you do. And, and yo, in 22 minutes in the second half, to not score a single point, bro, a single point, a single point. That's crazy, bro. I, bro, I, I, I just, I just, like, God got a bigger plan, bro. God got a bigger plan because... I was I was wondering like what those nights in Brooklyn when he came to Brooklyn out of shape when me and Chris drove down an hour in traffic to go watch them play the Wizards and my man couldn't get a bucket on Kyle Kuzma or Ray Huchimara and I saw him struggling like that and I'm like yo what's going on right now and meanwhile you know he's 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 dogging everyone's like oh he's dogging he doesn't want to be in Brooklyn he he's just trying to throw it so he can get to Philly nah bro he he also was just struggling like it didn't look good. It didn't look good. It never looked good at any point. So I'm not surprised by this outcome. I've been I've been shouting from the mountaintops on this podcast and to everybody I know that this is going to happen. And Philly fans are, are unforgiving, man. I, I would not be surprised if next year, home opener, they boom. They start throwing all types of va- various cheese steaks, all types of provolone cheeses, different cheeses at dude, batteries. They they, and they like to eat, you know, like to eat their own their own, their own feces over there. They start throwing various feces. You don't know what they're going to get on in Philly. They're nasty. Those fans are nasty out there, bro. But, you know, one thing, we can count on one thing with James Harden. That man will indoctrinate himself with all this, the strip clubs in Philadelphia. And once again, he'll have some women's thighs wrapped around him. Instead of being in the gym, he'll be knee-deep in some thighs, some real thighs, and some chicken thighs. That's what you're going to be knee-deep in. Not the gym, though. Not the gym. And, and what's Philly going to do now? They're going to pay him? 
Are they going to pay him? Because what do you what do you do if he look if he opts into his his contract at forty seven million dollars this year? Why the why would anyone want to pay him that kind of money after what you just displayed? How can you trust him to pay him forty seven million dollars? That's a huge cap hit. You're still you're screwed either way. You can pay him long term and pay him sixty million dollars when he's when he's thirty nine. Or you can let him opt into his deal and pay him $47 million and not be much better off for it. It isn't like Tobias Harris is some crazy trade piece. You're not getting a ton back for him. You know what I mean? What do you do? Philly's in a really hard position. The only thing they can hope is that Tyrese Maxey comes back next year and he is just a a full-blown superstar. He's taking the next jump, which could happen, by the way. He's that good. But I hope it doesn't. Not because of Tyrese. I love Tyrese. hate Philly, though. This is good for Philly. This is good for James Harden. This is good for basketball. It's a great night. It's exactly what's supposed to happen. You know, the bas- the basketball gods, any god you believe in, any god you believe in, whatever, whatever it is, they couldn't reward James Harden for his behavior on the way out of Brooklyn. He disrespected basketball. He deserves it. Right, <laughs> <Right? laughs> he said, I'm with the Jewish community. I'm just trying to be inclusive. <laughs> I'm trying to be inclusive, bro. I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying with to the conclude Christian community. community. I'm with the Muslim community. Any god you believe in, I'm with it. <laughs> Hey, yo, uh, bro, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to include the communities. <laughs> so in this situation too, right? So Greg mentioned it, and we're going to get into that conversation of do you pay Harton? Should you pay Kyrie? Before we even touch on that, because Harton already said in the press conference after the game, he's coming back to Philly. So he's probably opting into that regardless. Mm-hmm. Do you bring back Doc Rivers though? Mm. Doc Rivers, the coach for this team. He's not the problem. He's I mean, not a problem, but he's also proven that he can't get you there either. You can't judge him when you have a fat point guard who doesn't want to play basketball at a high level. That's the most important thing to him. You tra- you thought you were training for a top 75 guy. Instead, you got a guy who was was he even top was he even a top player in the did, series. Did you, did you think you were training for a top 75 guy or did you know they did? They did. They did. Maury thought. Maury bet the crib on James Harden. Did he not? More about the trade with the crib on James Harden. He traded away valuable depth. They could use Andre Drummond when when Embiid got hurt. They traded him. They could use yeah, Seth but, Curry because they were down a shooter. They, gave, they traded him and two when, first round picks. But when they made that trade, they they knew what they were getting with James Harden based on his prior performance earlier this year. Did I don't know that we, we were the reports were that James Harden was purposefully not playing hard in Brooklyn, was not taking it seriously to get them to trade him. That was the report. So. The, the idea when you trade for him and you give up, you give up the crib and that dude is, oh, when I get him, he's going to be the guy we remember him being. That they thought he was going to be some variation of Houston James Harden. Yeah. And instead he was just a shell or a shell of himself. Or I shouldn't even say that. He was just a, a, a bloated version of himself. <laughs> dude, came, dude came in three fat suits. <laughs> I think when you talk about Doc Rivers, it's a tough situation for him. And I think for his best interest, he should try to get out. Facts. He should try to get out. Um, how this team is set up, you have Harton on that team. Unless Harton somehow, by miracle, he gets baptized and touched, and he comes back in tip-top shape, you're not going anywhere with Harton, and you definitely ain't going anywhere with Daryl Morgan in the front office. And they talking about, again, Philadelphia in general is just jacked up because they already it's rumors that they're gonna bring in Mike D'Antoni. They really don't want to win then. You bring in Mike D'Antoni, forget it. Just forget it. Y'all have no desire to win. Y'all want to put. You want to sell tickets. You want to be entertaining, be top five in offensive efficiency, getting buckets, but it's not 
going to produce anything. And long before you know it, three, four years from now, Embiid is going to be out too. Philly better turn this whole thing around or you're about to lose. You lost Jimmy Butler already. You're going to lose Embiid too. All, all for James Harden, the bearded one. It, it couldn't be a better marriage. The best marriage in sports is James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers fan base. And this, this, they both deserve each other. This is the perfect ending. And why I kept telling people in the moment, they were like, oh, the Nets lost a trade. Oh, they lost. I was like, relax. Just relax. You got, you're going to see what James Harden is going to be on in a minute. Just give me a minute. Just wait. And what do you know? You know, guy, I, look, I'll take my chance with Ben Simmons over that guy. At least I know Ben coming in shape. At least I know that. Like at least, I, and I know that there's people who want to trade for Ben Simmons too. I know Ben has a market. Like I heard a report today that the Hawks are looking at him. I I know I can flip him in a hurry if things get crazy. I know that. Who wants Fat James Harden? Who wants him? Please. The, the line was there's only one guy in line, and that was Daryl Morey. Okay, like give me a break. This is the best thing. And also, I think we should also take a moment to just I, this is the kind of investigative reporting that people get only at the Bench Mob podcast. I take my crap very seriously. So I was looking into some things and the recall that was brought up against Young Thug and Gunna may very well blow back on my guy, James Harden. He was calling, they'd be calling him 4PF Harden at the beginning of the season. We don't know what he was on. Yo, the Rico extends to people that was just in the room. So baby was talking about popping somebody out here in these streets. That, that boy Harden, he's he going to be, he gonna be in, in prison dealing with some other type of thighs too, in prison. So we got to be real careful <laughs> about how this thing ends up. You don't stop. You over here talking nonsense now. I'm just keeping it a buck with you, bro. He not four going P- to know. It's going to 4 p.m. Harden, bro. 4 p.m. Harden. <laughs> I swear. I don't know about the Harden aspect, but that Rico stuff is not looking good for Gunner or Thugger, bro. Because you know how that Rico go. It's like 28 people on the list. One of them jokers is going to flip. Somebody yeah. is going to flip. Everybody not about to be loyal. Somebody about to open their mouth. Oh, what? I only gonna have to do two years instead of twenty five. Man, I saw Young Doug. He got the gun hitting under his bed. Somebody speaking up. ASAP. Sure. Casanova already did it. Casanova already flipped. They had Casanova on Rico charges. He flipped to get less time in, in prison. It's gonna happen. These guys always do it. These guys you praise about being all hard and all that stuff, talking their music, talking whatever, bro. Yo, when it comes down to when when it hits the fan, these guys will sell out anyone. I'm, to get I'm not doing I'm not doing time for nobody else. Oh no. Also though, also I, I I'm a proponent of, of you selling people out of you selling if you're if you're a young thug and only because I just need to hear the music. So young thug feel free to sell people out. Like that, I just young thug is a musical genius. I, I'm so upset that this is the situation he found himself in. It, it had to be him of all people. Why couldn't this be someone like Jack Harlow after the all the music he put out? I wouldn't mind if he was in a repo. You're horrible, bro. Hey, I saw this post and we're gonna get back on topic. Why there ain't been no Rico charge on the KKK yet? Facts. I, I decline. Um, so Chris, did <laughs> <Can> I digress? <laughs> Facts. Chris, we talked about it before the show. If you a GM, right, who are you gonna give the extension to? Harton. Or the Aries talking Kyrie. I know this is going to come back to bite me in, in the tail at some point, but I'm going to give it to Kyrie just based on pure talent. Kyrie is unlike a talent we've ever seen before. 
He can get a bucket from anywhere. He can do so many things with the basketball. He can create for other people. And, it, you know, you can say what you want about his personality, what he believes in, you know, how he acts. But at the end of the day, like, he he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. He, You know, if he continues to play basketball games, that's what it's going to come down to. You know, with, with, with Kyrie, I think – as long as you get him back on track this year, right, you have a talk with him in the offseason about the future going forward and what you expect out of him, as long as he's on board and as long as the agreement is mutual and he's playing basketball games, you know, there's no reason why him and KD shouldn't win a championship. Their team is just too strong, especially if Ben Simmons comes back. You know, with Harden, like you said, you don't know what you're going to get. You really don't know what you're going to get out of him because we, we've seen the best of Harden, but – it seems like we haven't seen that in a while, right? We haven't seen him at his, like Greg said, as a top 75 player in the NBA. And after the performance that he just put on in the playoffs, when people are talking all this, you know, smack about you and when all these reporters are talking about your game and how it looks like you don't care out there, you're not giving maximum effort, and then you come out and drop 11 points. And like Greg said, and, you know, the last, uh, what would you say, in the last uh, 22 minutes didn't have a single point? Like, come on, man, like, Kyrie, Kyrie not doing that. Kyrie's going to play hard till the last minute. If he's in the game, he's going he's to play. Like, that's what it comes down to. It's just getting him to play and getting him to mentally focus on basketball and have basketball be his number one priority. Basketball needs to be his number one priority if you're going to give him that long-term deal. But at the end of the day, just based on talent alone, I'm giving that, that deal to Kyrie. Greg, I know you, based off of literally the last 10 minutes, you're not, you're not paying hard, right? So with Kyrie, you Sean Marks. What type of contract you putting on the table with Kyrie? You having this discussion in the summer, y'all bringing them back. But what type of contract you giving Kyrie? I'm giving them a contract that's incentive laden to protect the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets have to protect themselves. They need to get back to a place where the culture is strong because that's what got us. That's what got the Nets to where they are. It's 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 having a strong culture. So to answer your question directly, I'm putting a stipulation in there that if you don't play 70 games that this is a large chunk of money he's, he's missing out on. Like, we're, you're missing out on some bonuses. Like, you got to make it a bonus-laden contract where there's a lot of, like, just extra money to be had based on the amount of games you play for Kyrie Irving. And you can put an injury clause in there. So if he gets injured, you can't control that, whatever. But you're not missing a game because it's your sister's birthday and you want to go to, you wanna go to, the, to the, the club in West Orange and, and hang out with her and, and your cousins and, and Kevin and Kevin them. Nah, F, F that. You got to show up and play basketball. That's what you got to go. That's your job. Play basketball for the Brooklyn Nets and help us win a championship. That's the, so you got to make sure that you give him a, give him a contract where it gives the Nets outs. You got to give the, the yourself an out if you're the Nets because letting Kyrie Irving do whatever do whatever he wanted won us one playoff series in two years. We mm. got with with two of the best players in the NBA. We've won two, one playoff series in two years with and and then James Harden was here too. So even even worse, right? Like. You know, Kyrie's really spoiled this thing in a lot of ways. And obviously, James Harden played a role in it, too. We know that. I don't got to keep going over the fat man. But the reality is, is that Kyrie's been a large part of this issue here, too. And, if you, hey, y'all heard the press conference. Y'all, you heard snippets. Sean Mark sounds like a man who's sick and tired of being made, out, made a fool out of. Like, people make he, Kyrie's made a fool out of that man publicly. Sean Marks is a great GM. Is a, People nationally may not know this. What Sean Mark did with this franchise Picking it up. I mean, we had there was a time where I could have played for the Brooklyn Nets on a 10-day contract. Like that's how that's what we're talking about. This team was not good. Okay. They were not good. So we had a point guard named Isaiah Gutierrez or something. Y'all don't even know who that is. I don't even know if he, I don't even know what he's doing. 
Like, you know, like he looks like he could be on like High School Musical or something like that. He, it made no sense how he was on a team. But, but that's where we were at at one point. So for him to take that roster to where we are now, that guy knows what he's doing. And he's a guy who's demanded a lot of respect around the NBA. And when you have Kyrie making a fool out of you, especially in the last, we talked about this, the last uh, press conference of the year when you're out there and you're talking about some, you're Kyrie, you're talking about some, oh yeah, well, you know, me, Sean, and Joe are going to work together to make the Nets great again, blah, blah, blah. What do you mean me, Sean, and Joe? There's only one player in the NBA that has the power and cash to control a franchise. His name's LeBron James. You are not LeBron. This, the, I don't bro, know all bro. these issues that we... That was the Aries talking. That was the Aries talking. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Aries talking. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yo, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. So, like, I think Sean Marks heard those remarks. He was not happy about it at all. And he chose to make a really hard line stance when he, when he addressed the fans and said, hey, this is not Kyrie's show. And Kyrie, you're expendable. If you're not going to play basketball, you're expendable. And that goes for anybody. But Kyrie, if you're expe- you're expendable if you're not going to come here and play basketball. You you have to – that's your job. Like, that's what you're paid to do. You're not paid to tell people about how, how to love your brothers and sisters. You're not paid to be the next version of Nelson Mandela or Malcolm X. You're not paid to do any of that. You're not the next freedom fighter. You're paid to play basketball. That's why people – that's why people care about th- – this is what you bring to the world. This is your gift. This is it, okay? You go out there and play ball. Like, everything else, you leave that for after the game's over. You want to be Dr. Sebi after the fact? Go ahead, be Dr. Sebi. But for now, you got to play basketball. So that's the bottom line. Give him that's a cool. Like you said, that's cool if he wants to do all those other things. That's cool if he wants to be a freedom fighter. But at the end of the day, that's what not what the Nets are paying you to do. And if you want to collect these millions, then you got to play basketball. Like, I just don't want that message to get misconstrued where you're saying he can't be can't be doing all the other stuff on the side, but at the end yeah, of the day, I'm talking like, about, yeah, but I'm basketball first, nice. basketball first. I got other interests, but if I don't do my job, I I kind of let me let me go. It, it's this. It's what's the difference? Like it's the same logic, yeah. right? My job, and for anybody, right? Why does Kyrie get a special exception? He doesn't. He does not. Like you're not showing up to work, like you will get fired, bro. Like you will get moved. Like you won't be here, and it won't be as much fun wherever you go next. Promise you that. And that's what kills me when he comes back with the media and he starts talking about like, oh, you know, they're out to make me a villain. And, you know, they they keep talking about me and keep having my name and brothers and sisters names in their mouth. It's like, bro, you're giving us so many reasons to talk about you. Like, you're not making it any easier on yourself. You also talk about brothers and sisters like they're talking about anybody else besides him. What brothers and sisters are they talking about, Kyrie? Like, what are you even, what is Kyrie ever even talking about? Like, he doesn't even make any sense. Like, what is That's he like, seriously? I don't think Kyrie even really talks. I think Kyrie has one thought, starts talking, and he just like looks up and he just like, what 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 the hell was I even saying? That was even Instagram know. live today. It was one, it was one thing after the next. It's it's a joke, bro. I, I I'm really worried about the man, my, my, my guy. But at the end of the day, first and foremost, go out there and play basketball. The rest take care of itself. Go out there and play with and, and don't leave KD hanging. That's supposed to be your guy. Like, how are you doing your guy right now? It's nuts for real. But hey man, it, you, you know, like. Hey, that's what you really want to do. And you want to focus and ignore, you know, the cockroaches and cockroaches and all that. Say you want to, he says it in his live today, you know, we all are freedom fighters. If that's where your real heart is at, that's perfectly fine. But then you need to then tell the Nets, no, replace my spot. If that's what you really want to be as your focus, that's perfectly fine. Nobody's knocking that. At least not on this show. Do your thing, man. Be great. But the thing is, you are still in, employed to play ball. And one of his mentors that he idolizes, Kobe said it best. 
yo, keep the main thing, the main thing, and then everything else, you can do whatever you want. You you kill on the court, you, nobody says nothing. If the Nets are in the playoffs right now, they want to chip. Kyrie could say the media can suck his left toe. Nobody would care. You did, you did your job. I did what I was paid to do. I brought a championship. I got us a ring. You it's do true. that. It's true. Facts. Everything else goes away. Everything Couldn't else goes away. It won't be so easy. That being said, obviously, you're paying Kyrie before you're playing James Hart. Because I'll bank on the fact that Kyrie's talent, he's, Kyrie's still playing at a, at a top 75 player all-time level. And I know that Kyrie's not going to come in fat because he only eats a blade of grass, one blade of grass per day. So I know for a fact that Kyrie's going to come in ready to play basketball, as opposed to James Harden, who cannot stay away from Onyx and, and Magic City. And man, he go there for the wings and he go there for the women. Go there for all they got Raising Kings down there? If he ever ran to any K- Raising Kings, he'd never come out. That's, yo. If he ever ran to that, he'd never, yo. If, if James Harden discovers Raising Kings, that man will be, uh, that man will be sumo wrestling. By the next year, that man, that man will be in in Japan getting real crazy. Speaking Over here of going crazy, Kyrie's old team. The Celtics now are down three two. They had a chance. They what was it? Up six with like a minute and some change left. They lose the lead. Drew Holiday looked more like the defensive player of the year actually than Marcus mm-hmm. Smart. Came up huge, a block, a steal. Giannis did his thing. Giannis looking like. We talked about it, but even if they lose, Giannis is the best player in the world. The way he's playing, the way he's literally willing the team to win, and no matter what, Giannis is more like Kobe than most people think in regards to his heart and the will. Giannis might be 11 for 27, but at least he's going to get him up. I.e., Harden doesn't even shoot in the, what, two attempts in the whole second half? I'd rather 11 for 27 with 15 boards, eight assists, three blocks, 40 points. Keep shooting that thing. You're our best player. Ain't no Chris Middleton there. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Giannis with this series, right? Can Boston actually force it to a game seven or is this series over? Like, they choked. They choked. They needed to win that game. Is this series over? Boston can force seven, uh, game seven for sure. That you have a player that's talented to Tatum on your team, you always have a chance. What do you say? In Milwaukee? In Milwaukee? Yeah, I think they can force a game seven in Milwaukee. I do think so. I think that they play – because defense travels. They play good enough defense. I mean, honestly, I think the series is over. I think I chose – I think I chose the Bucks in six. I chose the Bucks in six. I did say that, by the way. You see? This is why people come watch the comments from the podcast. And stuff like <laughs> yeah. this. Got more hits than Drake, like I said. But – no, seriously, they can't force a game seven, though. They're capable of doing it. Now, will they do it? It's the real question. I, I think that Giannis is, is a special kind of player. I think Giannis is going to go out there and try to and, and give everything he has to close them out. And you get a contribution from Drew, and you're going to get it at home. You get All your role players are going to be humming at home. They're better. The Grayson Allens of the world, the Connaughtons, those guys are going to come to play and play, hit their shots. And so it's going to be much harder, a much harder task to beat them on the road if you're the Celtics. But – the Celtics have a chance. Defense does travel, and they play good defense. They don't. They don't have an answer for Giannis. Giannis is bullying them boys. Giannis is just bullying them. Like that. Like you can try to do like Katie stuff with him. No, when Giannis catch the ball and he's 10, 15 feet away from the basket, he's getting to the basket. You're not he stopping does, him. 
He's not even second guessing it though. Like as soon as he gets the ball, he's going. And it feels like too, like yeah. when you watch it, when you watch it on his play, like I still get the sense that he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Like it feels like he he feels like he doesn't belong in the league still, right? You know, this feels like Giannis. You know, he has has the confidence from when he told the reporters back in the day, like, "Yo, I'm gonna I'm win an MVP," and they laughed at him. Um, Giannis feel like he's still that hungry boy in Greece. Because in, in yeah. his mind, he still is that hungry boy in Greece. He remember not only having to share one shoe with the Nostris and, and rotate the shoe around. He, he, he remembers all that. That's that's yeah. that's how Giannis approaches life. Giannis, for real, Giannis played the way he looked. You ever seen his hair? You don't get no cuts. He played the way he looked. That's the, Gian, Giannis plays hard. He's gonna it's, it's grimy. He's gonna he's gonna he's he's gonna do all the dirty work. He's not. He's a superstar that a small city like Milwaukee can love. Because in any city, for that matter, anywhere, they can appreciate a guy who works that hard because this means everything to him. And he would risk any everything to play this game. So you have to you have no choice but to respect it. That guy's the best player in the world. And I, I have oh. not said that on the podcast yet, I don't think. I don't think. But um, he's the best player in the world. He's better than KD. He, it, it, it's really sad. I don't think there was ever a time where KD was the best player in the world, but that's a whole different conversation. But, yeah, I think Giannis is the best player in the world. I think it's um, – it's clear. It's clear. You can't really knock it. The guy's resume is crazy. He's going to go and probably win another championship. Because if he gets winner of this series is winning a championship, that's the way it's going to all take out, in my opinion. I don't think that it, the Suns, from what we're seeing right now, we'll talk about it, are going are gonna to win a championship. The Warriors, they just they got treated like a trick down in, in, in Memphis. So they're not going to they're not gonna win a, a championship. I think this the winner of this series, and I think it's going to be uh, the uh, Milwaukee. Thank God, by the way, they're, they're – you see, we should add that to Giannis's resume. Giannis is like Marcus Garvey. He's like Malcolm X. He's like um, he's like Muhammad Ali. He's a freedom fighter. He's doing the, he's doing the Lord's work. He's doing Black Jesus's work by bouncing the Boston Celtics. That's what, that's what we're talking about. Giannis, Giannis is also a freedom fighter. Giannis is one of my favorite players of all time. This I will always be indebted to him for this moment, getting Boston up out the paint. I got two options for titles now. James Harden has fell in love with chicken wings and women's thighs. And Giannis is doing Black Jesus' work. You are on an all-time roll this morning. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are putting out good content. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere right now, Black Jesus is smiling down at, at, uh, at Giannis right now as Giannis takes care of Boston and airs, airs him out right here. And he's gonna he's gonna finish the deal tomorrow night. I'm excited. Boston is done. It's over. I see Milwaukee winning. I agree with what you said. It. Milwaukee's winning Game Six. They're gonna win in six. Going back to Boston, that would that would be best. And Milwaukee, as you just mentioned, out of all the teams left, Milwaukee actually has championship DNA and has been playing with championship DNA. If they really are the championships that we believe they're gonna be this year. Especially you're gonna probably have Chris Middleton back next round. They need to win game six. Win game six, give them some time to rest, to recoup. Y'all gonna have to see Miami. Like, make sure y'all get rested. Y'all don't want another game. I think Giannis in a closeout game like that, we hear all the greats talk about it. Typically in a closeout game, the team that has the best player ends up winning. And in this series, Giannis had to let, had to remind them, I'm the best player in the world. Should have been in the MVP conversation over and how he's playing. Should have been over Embiid. Should have been over Jokic. Giannis should have been MVP again with how he's playing. Obviously, they don't count the playoffs, but still, 
Giannis well, is going to learn the LeBron lesson here soon, too, that the best player in the world often doesn't get the MVP, unfortunately. Right? It's trendy. It's real trendy. Nikola Jokic is every nerd's favorite basketball player. Because he because it doesn't look like he should be good, but on the on and the, when you look at the, the the numbers and the war and the vorp and the the vorp and all the crap they look at, whatever the hell it is, he he looks amazing on paper. And, and he's great. The Jokic is great and deserves it. I'm just saying, you know, he'll learn. They'll learn the LeBron lesson here real soon. LeBron should have eight MVPs. Eight is four. It's crazy. Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. <laughs> you mentioned. Greg, you think they in trouble. You think Golden State is in trouble. Chris mentioned he wasn't really a fan of Draymond getting down and dancing. I'll touch on both of those, and then y'all got the floor. I do not think Golden State is in trouble. Golden State will win game six. They they know better. They know not – if they go back to Memphis, hmm. that trick is going to be whooping a whole lot, and we're going to see a whole lot of team <laughs> rank. We're going to see a whole lot of – Usher on the TV going nowhere real fast, climaxing, and then Draymond dancing. I loved it. I loved it. Just on the aspect of, hey, and he mentioned this in the in the press conference. We got our buzz kit, but I'm not gonna be the type of person that's a front runner that talk trash when we win it and don't keep that same energy when we lose it. More and more. Even with his podcast, I love Draymond. I love Draymond. They get beat by 50 plus points, 77 points and a half. Draymond keeping the same energy. We gonna whoop that trick together. Whoop that trick. I appreciate <laughs> it. I don't like when if you gonna talk, don't then be sitting on the bench sulking and all quiet. Nah, Steph, come on. You say you're gonna whoop that trick game from. Get up and dance too. You and Aisha. Look that trick. Get up and dance. <laughs> the floor is yours. Listen, I get it. I I I get where you're coming from, and I and I, I love Draymond too. I love his personality. I love how you know he puts his heart out there, and and he he's someone that truly wears his heart on his sleeve, good or bad, right? Um, so I can appreciate that, and I can rock with him. But at the end of the day, too, like. Yo, you you down you like you down by fifty, bro. Like I I get it. I understand not sulking, but do you really need to be out there dancing when you down by fifty? Like, come on, man. Like, cause then then it, then I have to question your pride. Like, all right, like, are they really trying? Like, cause cause my man's over here dancing like like he at the club. Like, like we mistaking him for James Harden now. Like, come on, bro. Like at the at the end of the day, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a, it's a bad taste in my mouth when you're dancing down by 50. I, I get not sulking, but again, that, that should be a, a time where you, you're taking it a little bit more seriously. But I also understand where you're coming from. I um, think also he was doing that psychologically, though, for some of the other players. Like, all right, him, Steph, and Clay, they've been there. I'm doing this to really show you, like, I'm straight. Like, I don't care. Like, we good. Like, we're good. Especially for players. Like, for example, like Poole. Right. Like, don't yeah. relax, take a deep breath, everything's cool, like, yeah. we'll be all right. Like, yeah, because the last two, three games, it hasn't been a pool party at all. Mm. It's been, that pool done dried up. <laughs> that pool got drained. Summer's over. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got to have fun with it, bro. I, I think if I was in an arena with the 30,000 and whoop that trick came on, I don't know how I wouldn't start dancing. Seriously, not – and, and – That'd be me. But if I if at an AU tournament, I'm down by 50 and whoop the trick, come on. I'm gonna start whooping that trick with him. I was letting well, y'all yo, like that's just that. You know what I'm curious about though? What was Steve's Curry's reaction? Well, He's Steve not there. Curry, 
Steve Kerr ain't even there. Steve Kerr had got sick. It's oh, Mike that's Brown. Right. That's, that's right, Mike Brown. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's oh, right. so if you're the Kings, do you fire Mike Brown before he even gets his first day? <laughs> how you coach a team lose by 50, bro? Like, how does that even happen under your watch? Bro, the thing that it is, if it was any other team, they'd probably be like, all right, we got to reconsider. But the Kings, they about to do that next year anyway. Facts, facts. Right. Right. Yo, Mike, Mike Brown's still their best hope. <laughs> exactly. They might, yo, Mike gonna fit in. We go, we probably gonna yeah. start off one and twelve. He's gonna fit right in. <laughs> That's the hire they made. That's so funny. They didn't hire Kenny Atkinson, they hired Mike Brown. Great job. Okay. I usually got to keep for the black man, by the way, but in this case, come on, guys. Yo, but, quick though, Kenny Atkinson. So you 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 hold him in some high esteem. Kenny Atkinson, good fit for the Lakers because they mentioned him to the Lakers. He's a great development. He's a great developmental coach. He's a great. He's a great coach with the clipboard. I don't know the developmental coaches though. I don't know that they're fit for what the Lakers necessarily need. You're not asking to be the. I mean, you're, unless you're asking someone to develop Russell Westbrook because he plays like a, a, a five year old with no eyes, then maybe then you know you could bring some guy. You could bring some guy in to develop him, but. You know, at the end of the day, I, I think that that's not the right fit. I think that you need to bring a guy who's established and has a voice. I think I think the guy I, I, I like the most they, they talked about was the guy Darvin Ham from the Bucks. I don't know much about a lot about him, but from what I've read, he's a, he's a kind of like strong figure in the locker room that that would work. You know, that he, he can challenge those guys and even challenge Bron. Challenging Bron at this point is hard. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Bron, but he's the kind of guy who's not scared to do it. And I think that, that matters. That really matters in the room. He, he commands respect to those guys. They're going to play hard for him every night. And that's what you really need. That's what you really need with that team more than anything else. More so than a guy who's like Kenny Atkinson's a great coach for a team that's trying to that's up and coming. He's a great, he's a great coach for a team like the Knicks that just need somebody to make something out of nothing. There's a whole lot of nothing in New York. Like they need, they need, they need someone like him. But um in LA, I, I'm not sure that's necessarily the, the what you what you're looking for. But um I'll say this too, because I don't want to, I don't want this to get left out. Steph stands, y'all not safe, man. Okay. That couldn't be my guy. That couldn't be my goal. That couldn't be my favorite player because my favorite players are going to come out and talk about, oh, we're going to whoop that trick. Yeah, beat by 50, and I don't hear peep. It's why I be telling you how you get a pass because he's light-skinned and people don't want to listen to me. It's definitely because Steph is light-skinned, bro, on everything I love. Okay, because Bron did that? Bron? Oh, my God. If KD did that, y'all even give KD a hard time. All right? I, I don't want to hear it, bro. Steph gets a pass for everything, and it's so annoying. That is so embarrassing. You got to be like 50. And you play like trash, bro. Trash. Like you, didn't even have, you, you weren't even a part of this. Also, what the hell is wrong with Klay Thompson? What is wrong with him? He's coming up the injury, but he looks horrible. He's forcing up shots. They're not playing Warriors basketball. The ball's not flying around. They're not getting two, a guy into the paint and get, making the right pass. They're not playing good ball right now. And, and Klay is forcing. He's forcing. He's trying to show people he's back to being the guy that – he may never be the guy. He had two crazy ass injuries back to back. That's what we're talking about. He may never be that guy again. He has to accept it. All right. So I I, I have a lot of concern about the Warriors. They're not getting the championship, which I love, by the way. And you know I, I'm you know I'm not a, the biggest Warriors guy in the world. So I, I I'm not I'm not upset about that. But I'm still looking forward to this Warriors Suns series. I think we'll get it. Well, well, we'll talk about that. Not tonight, but <laughs> we're gonna get it. Well, maybe maybe a game seven. Well, let's let's talk about it. I think before we even get into we about to get into that, right? I think Clay for the Warriors should be going to the bench, let Jordan Poole start because Clay still it was you were asking a tall task for Clay to be somewhat half of what Clay was, 
when he barely played a majority of the season and now you got to play in the playoffs. You asking for a lot. Right. You asking for a lot from Clay. Like, I think Clay will be back to what we know of Clay next season. Full season, full right. off season, full recovery. He'll be back to himself. Start Jordan Poole, let Clay come off the bench. If Steph came off the bench, Clay, I don't, yo, I don't want to hear nothing. If, you, if your splash brother came off the bench, you could splash it behind on the bench too until you figure this out. Start Jordan Poole. And what I would do, the thing that, not even what I would do, people are forgetting, right? Golden State ain't got no bigs. Kevon Looney is undersized big. James Wiseman is out. They don't have JaVale McGee anymore. Memphis is literally bullying them in that paint. Steven Adams hasn't played in seven months and came in and looked like the reigning defensive player of the year. The man bullied all of them. That just, they have no bid. So they need to win. If they don't win game sixes, which I think we all agree is curtains. You going back to Memphis, you're going to probably see Terrence Howard there. You're going to see Taraji P. Henson pull up. <laughs> Us are going to be sitting next to his doppelganger, and they're they going to be whooping that trick from the second quarter on. They need to win the game. They need to win and go in the state. Because if not, right. Draymond better call us up. We need to be on his podcast. We're going to have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're we going to have to talk about it. Right. Draymond, we're going to have to talk about it. Now they be a lot of fun to be right Warriors or the Grizzlies might face Suns, we all were thinking, but I know Dallas is in a place where they sing Whoop That Trick. They probably sing some type of country music, but they getting smacked. 72-94. And I was going to come on the show and talk about how I don't like how Luca plays a lot of one-on-one basketball. I can't say Jack tonight Mm. because that one-on-one basketball is working. And it's looking like the Phoenix team that we thought was the best team all year are folding yet again. And I'm just saying, and Greg, Chris, you got a floor on who you think is going to actually win that series because it's going to game seven. If I'm LeBron, being the petty king, I might just post Cameron Payne talking trash about how, oh, the Lakers are in the playoffs. Might post something like that, you know, after game seven is done and they lose. I might throw out there like, hey, Cam, I got I got a seat on the plane with me to Cancun. You can come dance with me, Bronny, Savannah, shoot, my mom in, Gloria. We all going to be in Cuba. You can come with us. Because guess what? You ain't want to ring. I still got rings. I'm just throwing that out there because campaign has been talking crazy all year. Yeah, I think it would be very poetic if they still don't even get back to the finals. That's all I'm going to say on that. I still don't believe in Dallas, though, even if they won the series. I don't. The way they play is not championship basketball. Yeah, I'm not sure. The, I'll say this. I have real concerns about this series for a couple of reasons if it gets to seven. And what I said this before the series started, I said, this is not going to be a cakewalk for, for, for Phoenix. I, and in fact, I was scared to pick this series. I think I might have picked Phoenix anyways, because, you know, it was a conventional thing to do. You know, Phoenix is the best team in the NBA. But 
they've I think what you're looking at here, what we're seeing with Phoenix is a, is a classic case of you guys got way too confident way too early. Y'all have accomplished nothing as a team. You've got your role players talking trash about the Lakers. You've got Devin Booker just just uncharacteristically being really confrontational out there. Like I don't, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a quiet killer. That guy, he's great. He's a quiet killer. I don't really know him to be the kind of guy trying to steal the ball from Luca. He's he's hitting the floor, talking to fans, talking about some oh that's the Luca treatment. Like trying to get like just talking trash about Luca. I don't really know you to be that guy, bro. Like I don't know, but whatever. You know, there's that too. And then on top of it, you're dealing with Luca. <laughs> Yo, Luca's the best player in the series. Luca's the best player in this. Luca is the best player in the series. And in, in in game seven, what's the rule? The game seven rule in the NBA is the team with the best player usually wins game seven. That's usually the way it works. The Phoenix's worst case scenario was them getting to a game seven, even though they're at home. It doesn't matter. If Luca gets a chance to go to game seven, he's going to come for blood. Like that's who he is. And he just needs a couple guys to come to the party. And I think he, he may have that. I mean, these guys are going on a nice little role. Obviously, I took role players better, play better at home. So the Reggie Bullocks will, will, will make some shots. They'll throw a rock in the ocean at home. The, and I think that on a, on a road game in game seven, I think they would get the best from those guys too. I really do. I think it's a heightened sense of just, the under urgency, right? This game's like go win or go home. And I think that those guys will play better. But they have the best player in the series. And in the game seven, I, I think Luca can get you up. Luca can get you up out of it. It's crazy. And by and this is a legacy type of series for Luca. Luca wins this series. It makes you look at him in a different light. He's obviously a superstar already. And I said he, I already said he's the best player in this series. He's better than Devin Booker. He's better than Chris Paul. He's better than all the guys they got on that team. He is. He's that good. He's that good. Top 75 type. Like he's gonna be in that conversation a couple of years. That's how good he is. Now the one-on-one thing you mentioned, to your point, I, 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 he reminds me of Houston Harden in a lot of ways in the way he plays here. Heavy, heavy ISO, heavy usage. But I tell people all the time the difference between him and Houston Harden is that Luka is a far better passer. Luka throws guys open. Like when Luka th- passes you the ball, nine times out of ten, you are wide open, wide open. He did all the he, Luka did all the work. He manipulated the defense. He got you open. He knew exactly how to get you the ball. And it, sometimes the pass doesn't even look possible. He gets it to you. That's the, the key difference between Luca and me and James Harden. I think Luca's a better player than James Harden ever has been because of that alone. That's my opinion. That might be a hot take. That might be a lukewarm take. That might be a room temperature take. It's a take nonetheless. But that's just what I think. But hey, I'll, I'll stop taking the air out of this thing. Chris, what do you think? What do you think? How do you think the sense? I, I think if they get to get this gonna go game seven, I think the Mavs are, are gonna win. I'm picking the Mavs. I'll probably be wrong, but I'm picking the Mavs. I think it's going to be just hard for, for Phoenix already just due to the fact that CP3 has been struggling, right? He hasn't looked himself, and Devin Booker has been coming out hot, but he slowly fizzles out as the game goes on, and that's what happened in the second quarter. You know, he had a quick eight points. He was getting to the paint, getting his floater off. It was, it was going in, and then he started shooting the three ball. That wasn't happening. Kept shooting outside jumpers, just wasn't getting it to go, and I, I think that throws his game off when he does that. He gets away from what was working for him. Um, and obviously it's, it, he's been getting to the, to, to the rack now and getting to the free throw line. But again, now it's a little too late. You're down 20 points. It's, it's hard to come back when, when you're playing like that. Obviously DeAndre Ayton's playing good right now, 21 points, but you, you brought up some valid points, man. You know, Luca, Luca's not one to play with. He, he, he can, like you said, throw guys open. He can score on you any type of way. He's a big body. He's a, he's a mismatch. It's going to be tough for, for Phoenix, regardless if it gets to a game seven, because then, again, you're banking on your players that are supposed to be carrying you through the series. CP3 
and Devin Booker are playing well when they haven't been playing well. So that's hard for them to just turn it on in game seven and expect to win. I'll say this. You gave the great comparison. That's exactly what I was seeing. The problem I have with Luka, which I think hopefully he'll actually be different in heart in this regard. Luka does not do well without the rock. Luka is that teammate that you want to punch in the throat. You're great. But Luka literally, Jalen Brunson might get the rebound. And there's been times when you see Luka looking at Jalen Brunson talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. That's real. Chill out. You're not playing with the Rugrats. You're playing with some ballers. It'd be different if you was playing with some booty jokers. I think. For Luca to take that next level, as soon as he learns how to score and how to be effective without the rock, scoring off the ball, and being able to let the Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. try to get busy, it only makes it easier for you anyway. And this is the year to do it. Like, so we saw my man Giannis last year got better in between the finals and adjusted. If Luca wants to get to the finals, he needs to adjust because after the season, Jalen Brunson is out. So next year, you might have to go back to just one-on-one, 97% usage rate. You don't got nobody really to pass to except shooters, no creators. This is the best time. If Luka wants to try to get to the finals, this is the best time to try to do that, to use the team that they have because a lot of those pieces probably will not be there next season. Specifically talking about Jalen Brunson. And then they get to, if they get to the finals – that's great. Giannis going to spank that behind, and Giannis going to get another ring. I agree with Greg 100%. How some of these other teams is playing, this is barring the Bucks handle business game six, and they don't let it go to game seven. The Bucks going to win the championship again this year. It's just that simple. Yeah. And Giannis, the whole season pretty much, he's been consistent. He puts in the work. Giannis stays ready. And on the Bitch Mob ENT, we stay ready too. We stay ready so we don't got to get ready. Bitch Mob, we out. Peace. Peace.